Kia ora, welcome to the Catch Podcast where we discuss issues that affect missional communities and church plants. I'm Scotty Reeve, I'm the head of the Catch Network um, and I spend my life helping missional communities and churches to renew themselves. Kia ora, I'm Jazz, I live in community here in Wellington and I'm also a law student. Uh, Scotty, why are we here? Yeah, why are we here? Well, we are really lucky here in Wellington and Te Whanganui Atara to be surrounded by people with an enormous amount of wisdom and experience creating communities like the ones we're talking about. And uh, late last year, I started thinking about all the concepts we take for granted here. And every time I thought of one, I wrote it down on a notepad. And by the end of the year, I had 70 concepts written down. And so our desire really is to grab some of the great things we take for granted that we talk about all the time and to share those with a wider audience. And I've invited you, Jazz, to join me. Why are you here? Well, Scotty, you're a 37-year-old man and I'm a 20-year-old woman. So I guess I'm here to offer the perspective of my generation, but also to ask some questions that maybe our listeners would be wondering. Yeah, exactly. So the reality is that uh, sometimes I get talking and you'll hear I go for a while and sometimes I miss things or I say things which um, you may not agree with. And so Jazz is going to be the voice of reason here in the room for my rants. Is that right? Hopefully. We'll we'll see. (laughs) Awesome. Cool. All right, let's get into it. Um, I was actually thinking about Harry Potter. Um, Are you familiar with Harry Potter? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, like read it as a kid or something like oh, that. Yeah, we loved it yeah. as kids in our yeah. family. Right. So I know, like, I know that um, I know that Harry Potter is uh, controversial for different reasons, but there is kind of one um, picture that has stuck with me for a few years, which um, and you might need to help fill in the gaps on this. But um, in the last book or the last couple of books, you find out that Voldemort has like preserved his soul in these items. Um, oh they, yes, Horcruxes. Horcruxes. Right? Yeah, right. So he's preserved his soul in these items, and he's kind of split his soul seven ways. Is it? Yes. Right. So basically, they have to go and find these seven parts of Voldemort um, and um, and destroy them to kill Voldemort. Yeah. But the kind of the idea that I found really interesting, you know, is Voldemort has become like this um, kind of awful figure through this process of kind of separating his soul into all these different places and uh and as i um as i was thinking about that or as i was reading that a few years ago i remember thinking oh man this is like so what we have done in the west uh where we have so desired to have everything we have so desired to have power and to have influence um and to control our lives um that we have often split our lives into all these different places um to to have more and more and more and at this point, we were at the start of the year thinking about um, pioneering, about missional community, about church planting. Uh, one of the greatest challenges we can have at the start of the year is that we have tried to have it all, like the world has tried to have it all. We have mm-hmm. tried to have parts of ourselves everywhere. So we have had, um, you know, parts of our lives in, uh, at home, and that's our home life or our um, kind of our, our private world. We've had parts of life in work or study, and we've had parts of life in church, and we kind of segment or break ourselves down to try to have everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's interesting, you know, talking to like friends who live in like international cities, places like Auckland or Melbourne, and they will, um, 
you know, they will have their their work, which happens about 45 minutes drive from where they live. Yes. And then they have um, where they live, and they maybe know their neighbours or they know the local coffee shop, but then they don't really like the local church, so they go 40 minutes the other direction <laughs> yeah. for that. Uh, and then, um, you know, there's, there's uh, not good schools in the area or whatever, so they uh, drive their kids another 40 minutes to an hour somewhere else to go to that. Um, and then they come to this place of just like, I have no energy. I'm so exhausted. I'm so burned out. And uh, uh, one of the, the phrases I love, I think, from our friend Jenny Duckworth is she says, most people don't burn out, they busy out. Mm. Um, and I think uh, what we're seeing for a lot of people and what COVID has reminded us of is that our lives are like so disintegrated that mm. many of us are like, um, we maybe say burnout, but we're kind of busying out. And so we want to turn up to these kingdom dreams, but we find that there's actually no room for them because our lives are in this constant tug of war. So the idea I want to bring in our first time together here today is what would it look like for us to live integrated lives where everything happens in close proximity so that when we're actually at home, um, that can actually also be serving our neighbourhood. And when we're in our neighbourhood, that neighbourhood's also where our schools are or our Mm. medical centre is, and and maybe our work isn't far from there either. Um, So we're not in this constant tug of war between these different parts of who we are. You know, Mm. we're not not trying to have it all like kind of Voldemort did, um, but we are living an integrated life. And for me, um, one of the kind of common questions I get asked um, is, People sometimes say, how do you do so much? Um, And partly I'm like a really active person, but partly I've just lived the last 15 years with everything really close. So when we thought about uh, culture change for Blueprint, the church I used to lead, uh, the first thing we thought is, well, we can't change 40 or 50 people, but we can live with six. Mm -hmm. And if we're living with six of them, then we can 24-7 model the change we want to see and we can build a white-hot centre. So when we're at home, we're also changing the church and we didn't Mm -hmm. have to war between those two things. But then I started a coffee shop about 300 metres away from our front door. And so when I was heading to work, I was in the same neighbourhood and getting all of life to be together uh, and um, so that it's not these disparate parts and actually uh, that when we're doing one thing, we're also serving another, that we can actually raise our kids and be good neighbours and missionaries Mm. and evangelists at the same time and we can actually be at work and that's not disparate from our relationship uh, with our family or our neighbours. So these are some of the things I think we need to get our heads around at the start of the year. If you don't want to busy out this year, you need to think about how we're going to get our lives aligned um, and have these these different aspects of um, what fills our time actually begin to serve one another. I guess I'm interested talking to you, Jazz, as um, someone quite a bit younger than me, who mm. I imagine probably sees a lot of people in your generation trying to have it all. Yeah. Is this a dynamic that you see around you at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. I think I've been lucky because growing up, this was always something modelled to me. I, I know it was really important for my parents to have us go to the local schools in Nainai, be part of the local happenings. Um, and I think for, for my friends who didn't have that demonstrated to them, it so comes from good intention that they want to be part of everything and have everything. But it does mean that you can't give your all to your community or your all to um, whatever mission you're trying to do. I guess a question that I don't necessarily have the answer to, but you will have some good wisdom, is if you are 
studying or if your work isn't your mission, not everyone can be, you know, a priest or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, what can that look like then to combine your worlds or have everything in close proximity or make it so your life can be slower and less cluttered, even when you can't be kind of paid for whatever ministry you're doing? Yeah, that's a really good question because people like me can um, fall out of touch and think that it's easy for everyone to do this, but in some ways kind of I, um, the nature of my role lets me do this. Um, I think um, uh, a good way to do this is if you are, um, if you are living uh, in a family or in a Christian community who loves God, there are so many people who would love to participate in that. Mm. You know, Jesus said um, they will know you by the love you have for one another. So one of the key things when we think about people encountering Christ and his kingdom is they encounter that through sitting around tables with people who love each other. Mm. Um, and sometimes we don't maybe consider the idea that um, the people we go to work with might actually love to sit at our dinner table. Well, my friend Spanky, who um, used used to be a chaplain at Canterbury University and he would interview uh, local international students and one of the things they would say about Kiwis is that we're friendly but we don't make friends. Yeah. So you can get your first dinner invite but you never get your second. Mm. And that's why tourists love us because we do great first impressions. Mm. <laughs> we don't have to follow up. <laughs> um, so I think like one way we begin to bring our worlds together uh, is um, by our dinner tables, mm. who we have at our dinner tables. Um, I also think um, practically um, most of us to make this work will have to relocate in the mm. end. We will have to yeah. actually like live around um, the people who – our hearts break for, and yeah. we have a sense of call to. Um, and then I think, um, finally, uh, we, we cannot have the kingdom and the empire. We, can't, we mm. just can't have it all. Yeah. So there's going to be some things we need to cull from our lives. So the three things I would say there is opening up your table, mm. considering what it might look like for you to relocate to the people who God has put on your heart. Um, yeah. And then the third thing being we just can't have it all. And so we need to consider, you know, um, I um, I heard a great quote the other week that was um, talking about, you know, when you pour water into a cup, it always has to displace what's already in it. Mm. Um, and there is only so many mills in the cup of your life. And if you yeah. want Jesus and his kingdom to be in it, you can't just keep filling it. Um, he will be pushed out. I was rereading um, Celebration of Discipline. Mm. I was reading the Simplicity chapter, and I think these physical things that we clutter our lives with but also what I reflected on was that a simple lifestyle where like you're saying the worlds kind of collide and you do have to make some sacrifices of how much you fill your life with this has been the catch podcast you can find out more at www.catchnetwork.org.nz see you next week